Welcome to Life at the Ballpark. On this episode, you'll hear stories from a man who spent over three decades covering the St. Louis Cardinals and having lots of laughs doing it. And then there's the one about the frozen windshield in 100-degree Texas heat. You know, working with Mike Shannon, and here's one thing I tell anybody who's in this business. A, you're blessed because you're doing something you like doing. B, never leave mad. And C, always look to have a good time. That's my motto. I tell people I show up looking to have a good time every day. And because of Mike and John and Jim and Ricky Horton, we laugh about something every day. Something we did, something we saw, a joke, you name it, we have fun because that's what this is about. Welcome to the podcast, Life at the Ballpark, sharing stories from players, coaches, scouts, and broadcasters about their lives in baseball, from the sand lots to the big league ballparks. This podcast is coming to you from spring training at Roger Dean Chevrolet Stadium in Jupiter, Florida. Spring training home for the St. Louis Cardinals and the Miami Marlins. I'm John Frost, and my guest today is Mike Claiborne. Mike, good morning to you. Good to see you. I'm glad we finally had a chance to do this. I appreciate you taking time out for this podcast. No, it's an honor. Mike Claiborne is a longtime broadcaster for the Cardinals. You've been involved in Cardinal baseball now more than 30 years. Ooh, too long to remember. Uh, I started in the fall of 81. Next year, 82, we win the World Series. I was around in 85 and 87, obviously. Then here come the 2000s, was around for those. Joined the Cardinals in 2006 when we won, around for 2011. So it's been a good run for me uh, in baseball and certainly the Cardinals. I was also part of the Rams the year they won. Um, So I've been part of some championship teams in St. Louis, and it's been a good time for me. One of my favorite questions to ask everyone, and you, you do far more interviews than I do, so I'd be interested in if you have a favorite question to ask. But one of my favorite questions to ask, particularly in the, in the scope of this podcast, is how did you fall in love with baseball? I think baseball fell in love with me. Uh, you know, I played it as a kid. Yeah. Played it in high school, college. Uh, and I think at that point when I knew I wasn't going to be a big leaguer, I had to find something else to do. And baseball gave me the opportunity because there's so many other things you can do. You can be a coach, you can be a manager, you can be a trainer, bad boy, and then you can get into radio, which I think is the best way to follow the game. I mean, TV has done it wonders. I mean, there's always great video. But the description and accounts of the games, I think, are are sacred as far as the people we remember. You know, I grew up with Harry Carey, and then there's Jack Buck and Mike Shannon, now John Rooney. Um, those guys have all done something distinct that we remember. I can't remember the TV guys like that. Now, I mean, on a national level, you've got Vince Scully, Bob Costas, Jack Buck when he was doing it, and certainly Joe. But from a local standpoint, and I think overall radio still is a baseball sport. And I, and I think that uh, I think that baseball is the best game for radio. Yeah, no doubt. I mean. You can describe the wind blowing in and how the defensive alignment is working. And John Rooney does something so well. He kind of describes the game as if if he's talking to somebody who can't see. Mm -hmm. He gives the colors of the uniforms, the caps, the logos, everything you want to know so you feel like you're there. Uh, Those are the things I think in football – 
Yeah, they're all wearing the same helmets. I mean, you know, it's a little bit of a different situation. You can describe the formation, but one of the things in football, we get so carried away with terminology, we don't really talk to people as if they've never seen the game before. And I think that's how you have to do any sport. I try and describe, I, I have a great friend of mine, my, one of my oldest friends who lives in Bermuda. So he said, I want you to try and describe baseball to people from Bermuda. And they're going to try and explain uh, what's the sport they play down there all the time. And I can't think. Cricket. Cricket. And I said, okay. I think I did a better job in selling them on baseball than they could sell me on cricket. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. Cricket is a very challenging sport to understand. But overall, it's a fun sport to be around. Uh, I've been around all of them. I mean, I'm one of the few guys that's done baseball, Major League Baseball, the NFL, National Hockey League, college basketball. And each one of them has a different way to present it. But in this case, baseball, I think because we all grew up on radio with it in some way, shape, or form. And this is what we grew up learning and listening to. And I think that's why it has more of a, a, a sweet spot in our hearts. I think also one of the things about baseball is it lends itself to storytelling. Oh, yeah. You have plenty of time between pitches. And I've been blessed to work with some people who are great, great storytellers. You know, I work with Mike Shannon and John Rooney now. I work with Jack Buck, you know, and, and they've all seen so much. You know, Mike, Mike Shannon is starting his 48th year as a broadcaster. Throw in the nine years he played. He's been in the game since 1957. So... There's nothing he hasn't seen. Well, I'll tell you, let me take that back. We were doing a game together about three weeks ago, and we saw Houston put their third baseman in the left field. As far as, So they had four outfielders. And he said, you ever seen that before? I said, only in softball. And he said, I've never seen it before. Now, I'm thinking to myself, here's a guy who's been watching baseball for about 62 years, and that's the first time he's never seen something. So, But other than that, he's seen it all, and in most cases, done it all. That's right. And, and one of the things that's so fascinating about baseball because of its storytelling nature, I can remember in the early 80s listening to a Cardinal game on the radio, and they went into a rain delay. And I remember thinking, okay, I'm going to switch over to another game. But then Jack Buck took Bob Bragg and had him come in, mm -hmm. and Bill Burns, Bob, Bob Burns, Burns yeah. had him come in. And they started telling stories during the rain delay. And I said, this is better than any other game I could listen There's to. There's no doubt. Uh, we call it rain delay theater. And we don't do it as much as we should, but what we do now, we have just so many interviews we've done over the years that we'll play those. But it was priceless when you'd have different people walk in the booth and they start telling stories. Um, Don Sutton, this was a few years ago when he was with Washington, came in the booth in the rain delay, just like you're talking about, and started talking about how he learned how to throw a curveball. And uh, he said it was like, it was he was taught, it's like pulling the shade down when you release it. And he got into some real detail about how he became a major league pitcher. It was fascinating. Um, I've been blessed to do a show. I do two shows. I do one with Mike Shannon on Friday nights after the game. And then I do my own show on Saturday nights after a home game. So I've had a chance to sit down with people, and it's amazing what you'll hear. And I'll tell you, uh, one that stands out, Keith Hernandez, one of my favorite players, best defensive first baseman I've ever seen. He tells a story about he's a young player with the Cardinals and Luke Brock's on the team. 
and he and Lou are very close now. Uh, he says, you know, we're playing Cincinnati. They tell me they've got a catcher over there who's pretty good. At least he thinks he is. He says, so here's how this is going to work. I'm going to get on first. And what they're going to do is keep throwing over the, over the first to me or they're going to be throwing fastballs. So just get ready because they're not going to throw a breaking ball because they want to try and throw me out. So just be ready for the fastball. I don't know what Hernandez's numbers are against Cincinnati when Bench was playing, but they got to be out of this world because he used to just love to hit. And, and you know, those are, those are some of the stories. Bob Euchre was in the booth last year, and he tells a story about the 64 World Series where, you know, he didn't play. And I don't know if people remember, and you can Google it, Euchre with, Euchre with a tuba. So the 64 World <laughs> Series – they had a marching band that was going to play the national anthem. So they were on the field practicing. And so the Cardinals came out and took BP. And Roger Craig convinced Bob Euchre to try and catch some fly balls with a tuba. So he's in the outfield trying to, you know, catch balls with a tuba. And everybody's falling out laughing, except Johnny Keene, the manager. And so there's this big picture. And again, you can Google it and you'll see Euchre with the tuba. So he tells a story that, A, the tuba was broken and it cost him $263. B, he never played in the World Series. So a few years ago, Red Shandings, after all these years, pulled Euchre off to the side and said, hey, you know why you didn't play in the World Series? He said, well, uh, we didn't need a secret weapon. Something to that effect. And Red said, Johnny Keene was so mad at you for catching fly balls with that tube. He told us, he said, I'll lose the World Series before I play this guy. So we have those sort of stories. And so Euchre was like, well, we, we didn't, I didn't care. Hell, we won. But it was one of those things where you run across these guys and they have great stories. Um, but I'll tell you one thing that I've learned in baseball. Stories evolve a lot around power and home runs that have been hit or fights. You don't hear about guys, you know, throwing a no-hitter and he was unhittable. Okay, well, we know that. You didn't hit him. But when you hear the stories about guys and home runs that have been hit in the distance and the stories that come with it, those are the things that the other sports can't give you. And as you mentioned, uh, there, there's so many stories about how people arrived at what they were. I saw Joe Namath recently. He tells a story about, you know, he's a really good baseball player in high school, outstanding player. And there was a scout that came to see him. Namath had him go to the house, and he was with his mother, and he's talking to him about signing with this team. And Joe says, well, you know, I kind of promised my mother I was going to go to college. Well, that scout was Tommy Lasorda, and they were trying to sign him to play for the Dodgers. My goodness. Yeah. So, I mean, there's so many of those what-if stories that come into play. Here's another one. Name the two people who are in their respective Hall of Fames, Halls of Fame, high school teammates, and also a Presidential Medal of Freedom Award winners, the highest honor a civilian can receive in this country. My goodness. Who are they? I have no idea. Bill Russell and Frank Robinson. My goodness. They played high school basketball. again. Can you imagine a rebound being loose between those two? <laughs> they were high school teammates. They were both Hall of Famers, and they're both recipients of the Presidential Medal of Freedom Award. I mean, those are the sort of stories that I, I get a kick out of. And both surly guys, just mean as, you know, always just growling at somebody. But just great athletes and great people and great Americans. We'll be back to life at the ballpark right after this. 
you're listening to this podcast because you have an interest in baseball. If you own a business, what do you think people who call you have an interest in? Yeah, your business. So you need a message on hold. Now, tell your callers about your products and services, locations and hours, special offers and more with a message on hold now. We've been providing telephone on hold messages since 1992, and we can do one for you. Get your custom message on hold now at messageonholdnow.com. Messageonholdnow.com. I'm talking with Mike Claiborne, who's a St. Louis Cardinal broadcaster, been with the Cardinals for more than three decades. He's a great storyteller. He's got a great sense of humor. He shares that on the air. What are some funny moments that you remember over the years with being the Cardinals? (laughs) Okay, here's one of my favorite ones. So this is the first year I'm doing games with Mike Shannon. And we're in Houston. And... uh, Mike says, well, what time you want to get to the park? I said, well, I want to get there early because I want to be ready to go. He said, no, don't worry. Don't get on the bus. I got a car. We'll ride out there together. So if you know anything about Houston summers, it was like 141 degrees outside. So Mike has his car. It's the new Fangle cars with the push-button starter. And so he turns the air conditioner down to about 18 degrees. So I'm literally freezing, but knowing it's 141 outside. So we ride to the park. We do the game. So Tony LaRusso says, hey, first game with Mike, let's go to dinner. So we're the last ones to leave the ballpark. So as we're walking to the park, now remember, remember Minute Maid has a roof. So I'm thinking, man, it must have rained outside because there's water all by our car. There's no other cars on the parking lot. So as I get closer, I look at the windshield and there's like this cake of ice on the windshield. <laughs> and so I realize... This car has been running since 2 o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> and so we get in the car, and Mike is in the car, and he looks. He says, holy cow, or something to that effect. He said, can you believe this? And I said, what are you talking about? Not knowing what's going to come out of his mouth. He says, this cat, this car doesn't burn any gas at all. This car has been running since 2 o'clock in the afternoon. It's like 1030 at night. And so he left the car running. So we go to. So now I'm thinking. Well, this is a story that stays in the car. Jim Jackson, our engineer, is with us. So I'm thinking the three of us will carry this one to our grave. So we go to this restaurant, and Tony's there, Jay Randolph Senior, and a few other people, and we're telling stories. And Mike said, "Oh, I got one better than that." He tells the story, and I just kind of look at Jim Jackson and say, "Oh well, here we go." But can you imagine a guy leaving a car running for eight, almost ten hours? So those are some of the stories, uh, you know, working with Mike Shannon. And here's one thing I tell anybody who's in this business. A, you're blessed because you're doing something you like doing. B, never leave mad. And C, always look to have a good time. That's my motto. I tell people I show up looking to have a good time every day. And because of Mike and John and Jim and Ricky Horton, we laugh about something every day. Something we did, something we saw, a joke, you name it, we have fun because that's what this is about, having fun. You know, the games happen to get in the way sometimes, and that's great, but overall, we're just there to amuse ourselves. Mike, you've seen so many Cardinal games over the years. What are, what are some of the ones that stand out to you as very special moments in Cardinals history? Well, the 82 World Series game three Willie McGee having the game of his life take away he took away two home runs and hit two um 
that probably was my first moment with greatness because, you know, all those guys, Willie and Ozzy, we were good friends off the field and still are. That um, Albert's home run in Houston, Jim, Jim Edmonds' home run, you notice it's a home run pattern here. Yeah, sure. Uh, man, there's just so many things that I've witnessed. Um, I remember in San Diego – we, we just barely got in the playoffs on the last day in 2006. And we're playing San Diego, and they have Jake Peavy, who was really good. And the Cardinals were holding off San Diego, and they're about to have a huge rally. We're in San Diego, and Adrian Gonzalez comes to the plate. And Ronnie Belliard, who we just picked up, trade deadline deal, shifts over just a little bit and it was the first time I'd actually seen a shift where he was deep in the right field as a second baseman and Adrian Gonzalez turned on a pitch and almost killed the guy Belliard makes the play we get out of the inning and I remember looking at John Rooney I said you better remember that one because if we win this thing it's because of this because if San Diego wins game one we probably because we were just a team trying to find ourselves Game three in New York that same year, I thought it was the greatest managing job I've ever seen Tony La Russa partake in. Pushed every button the right way, used his whole bench, and really did an outstanding job. Um, watching Albert Pujols, any night you show up to the ballpark, was the most fascinating thing I'd ever seen. Because not only was he a great hitter, he was as good of a defensive first baseman other than Keith Hernandez I'd, I'd seen. Uh, we've been so blessed, man. We had so many good players. Uh, but those are some of the guys that stood out. But I think for me, having a chance, Red Shandings came to our booth every game, every home game. And he'd sit there and he, we'd talk baseball. And he'd see this and he'd see it. And I learned so much from just talking to him. And he always had a great joke. Um, Tony La Russa was an incredible person to talk to about baseball. Mike Schilt is an incredible person to talk to about baseball. And you learn there's different ways to win the game. But the one thing that's constant is maintaining fundamentals. And that's something we've gotten away from in the game. Uh, guys want to freelance and do, hey, listen, man, the way we teach it has worked for over 150 years. Why don't we try and keep that streak alive? Uh, but those are probably the things that stand out. Watching Ozzie, I'll tell you another thing. I was just talking to somebody recently about the McGuire run, how people would show up to batting practice and just see him hit bombs in batting practice. I'll tell you what was even more intriguing. When Whitey Herzog's teams, their infield, with Pendleton and Ozzie and Tommy Hurd, you and I could play first base at that on that team. <laughs> to watch them take infield, which is something that's a lost art in the game, it was like watching the Harlem Globetrotters. I was fascinated by watching those guys and what they could do. And it made them one of the greatest defensive infields we'll ever see. So there's a lot of things. Depending on one thing, probably wouldn't be fair. But I guess winning the last game of your season, that to me is the, the pinnacle of what you're here for. I tell people that if you're playing or if you're working the game and you look at the out-of-town scoreboard and you're the only team playing, You've had a good year. And when you win your last game, and what was cool about Tony La Russa, he won the last game he managed. There's a handful of guys. I can only think of a handful of people. Scotty Bowman did it in hockey. 
Tony Larusa, but you can name a handful of people if you go back through sports that have done that and to be a witness to it. That that's a memorable thing. And for Tony me. may have known it was his last game, yeah, but he, he didn't tell anybody he didn't else. Tell any, well, it's a great point you make, and I'll, yeah. I'll give you a good example. Yeah. The next day, we're on the podium after the parade, and I kind of said something to him about last game, and he just kind of gave me this look like, where did you get that from? And it didn't dawn on me until the next day when he made the announcement. And so I said, when you ask me that question – he said, yeah, I thought you, were, you knew and you were going to say something to somebody else. And I said, well, two things. You know me well enough to know that if I would have known, I would have asked you. And if you would have asked me not to say anything, I wouldn't have. He said, well, yeah, you're right about that. But I didn't know. And he kept it quiet. You know, I give him credit for that. He can keep a secret with the best of them. But, yeah, there, there are a lot of good things about the game. I think the most memorable thing – I couldn't put one thing on it, but I'll use a Tony LaRusso term, tied for first, and that's coming to the ballpark. It's always a great experience, win or lose. Mike Claiborne, broadcaster for the St. Louis Cardinals, my guest today on Life at the Ballpark. John, this has been a treat. I've uh, gotten to know you over the years. We crossed paths way back when we were much we were better looking at we, the time. We, we did indeed. Yeah, but it's great to do this with you, and you stay in touch, and don't wait until spring training to reach out. Mike, good to see you, buddy. 